Welcome to the ENA Podcast. This is the ENA Podcast, and this is Dan Campana, the Senior Manager for PR and Communications with the Emergency Nurses Association, welcoming you back to uh, the latest episode of the podcast. And today we're talking education, we're talking EN20X Encore Day, and we're talking resuscitation with Rachel Smith, who is a member of the Education Planning Committee and one of the presenters coming up on November 5th for Encore Day. So let's welcome Rachel to the podcast. Uh, good afternoon, Rachel. Hi, Dan. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So um, obviously, N20X was a was a big, exciting success, and we've started the Encore Days. We had our first one uh, back in October, and the next one is coming up. And we're talking clinical skills. We're talking resuscitation. So I want to get into a little bit of that with you. But first, um, tell tell everybody a little bit about uh, your background, both as an ED nurse, but also uh, as an educator. Sure, absolutely. So I've been an ED nurse since 2013. I started in a level one trauma center. We saw about 100,000 patients per year. Um, I kind of knew I wanted to go into education. So um, as soon as I got my master's degree, I became a clinical educator in the community hospital setting. Turns out I really liked patient care and clinical education didn't kind of fit with that. Um, so I stepped into a different type of teaching and um, an associate professor of nursing at a community college. And the best part is, is that I still work 24 hours a week at a freestanding emergency department. So I still get to work stretcher side um, what's fun about this role is that it can be challenging, but it's really forced me to grow my critical thinking skills uh, since we don't have as many resources at night. So when, when you're able to do both things, um, how do they sort of inform one another? So, you know, when you're, you're in that, that education setting and you're working with students, what are you picking up on there that you're taking back into the ED? And, and obviously the, the flow probably happens often with what you see in the ED and how you can bring that back into the, the classroom setting. Right. So there's, you know, that piece of information we always say is, you know, textbook versus the real world, right? So is this the NCLEX hospital or is this the real hospital? And so having some kind of insight into what happens on a day-to-day basis in the ER is really helpful to kind of bring that back and show that to my students. But on the flip side, it's also kind of nice to, you know, patients ask all kinds of questions and to be able to have a good canned answer is really helpful. So the focus of, of the next uh, EN20X Encore Day is resuscitation and not being a clinical person myself, but knowing a little bit of what I've learned in a few years here with ENA, um, resuscitation feels like is about as fundamental a part of what ED nurses do. And you know, I imagine that uh, is what drives the importance of staying informed on best practices and research and other things that um, a, a nurse can take back with them and make sure that they are at the forefront of whatever's happening from that really critical skill. Uh, talk me, talk me through that a little bit, you know, in terms of, you know, where does resuscitation rank in terms of the things that, um, you know, nurses are, are really paying the most attention to, um, to make sure that they are performing their best every day. Sure. So, you know, depends on the flow of the department. It depends on the type of department you're in. A level one trauma center is going to see a lot more resuscitation than a community hospital will, kind of just based on the patients that they have around them, right? Um, so resuscitation is really seen as this sexy, exciting, adrenaline pumping situation that a lot of us get into emergency nursing for. Again, depending upon where you're located, that can happen multiple times per day, or it could happen 
maybe once or twice a week. So being really up to date and informed about what's going on or how to handle these situations is really, really important, especially for those nurses that don't see it that often. So that's a great segue into talking about Encore Day, which we've got you know several hours of presentations. And um, one of the nice things this time around is that uh, attendees can um, watch when they want um, during that time frame. So they'll be available to pick those up at any point in time. There's not a, a program flow in the traditional sense, but you can watch one session after another after another and watch them in the order you want to. But when we talk about the overall side, you know, um, you know, feel for an educational topic, um, you look at the agenda or you look at the, the sessions that are coming up, there's a lot of different angles into resuscitation. So I, I imagine that feeds into the importance as an educational topic, but really, you know, it, how, how dynamic is resuscitation so that there can be this much education around it and different ways to look at it? It, it, it seems like it would be straightforward, but there's obviously a lot of nuance to it. There is, there's a lot of communication barriers sometimes. There's a lot of barriers or things that can be learned through training beforehand. Um, and even just the way each resuscitation is performed, I think is really important as well. So there's a lot kind of packed into what one would think is an easy piece of emergency nursing. So for you in particular, when you think about resuscitation, you know, as a as a, a working nurse, but also as an educator, what are some things that you're always looking for when it comes to education or new information about uh, about this topic? When I first became an ER nurse, um, they kind of put me right into the, the recess phase fairly early, kind of based on some of the education or the experience I had before uh, before that. And for newer nurses, um, resuscitation can be terrifying, right? It's this situation that we've never been put in before, and it's brand new, and everything about it is brand new. So when I first became you know, an ED nurse, I jumped into all of the education possible. So I, when I feel uncomfortable about something, I feel more empowered by all the education that can come from something. So knowing what those best practices are, knowing what we're looking for is super important. Um, so I think that didn't answer your question. <laughs> but along those lines, though, when you when you think about uh, you mentioned a newer nurse and how you're thrown into this thing that is is so new and, and you know, can be scary, I would imagine. But um, the range of education certainly is applicable to more more seasoned nurses, more veteran nurses. Um, so why is it important on both ends of the spectrum to get, you know, as, understand as much as you can about what's happening with resuscitation? Because you've been through that, you know, both ends of that spectrum at this point. Right. So with education, you know, learning doesn't stop as a nurse. So just because we used to do it this way doesn't mean we should continue to do it this way. So staying up to date on all the most recent changes is super important. You know, if we think back to it, we never used tourniquets. Tourniquets were always this nasty term that, you know, was never used. And now it's one of the most, um, it's something we go to frequently. We talk about a patient who's got a traumatic bleed and, and needs help stopping that bleed. So if we don't kind of look towards changing our practice, then we're never going to move forward in emergency nursing. Sure. So um, you're also a presenter coming up on November 5th. Uh, without giving away everything, but uh, talk a little bit about, you know, the, the, what your what your what your the focus of your presentation is about, and, and really how you came to this as a as an angle to talk about resuscitation. Sure. So, um, not quite the touchy feely kind of person, but this 
presentation is really talking about the softer side of resuscitation and you know what to do when our patients don't make it because not all of them kind of survive uh, the situation that they're in. So it's giving ourselves, our coworkers, some time and some space to really process to hopefully decrease some of the burnout and some of the um, emotional issues that we've got. Are there some experiences that you've gone through that that put you on a path to to want to talk about this? Um, you know, is there something you can you can share about you know your own experiences? Because usually that's where the best education comes from. Are those those learning points that uh, that everyone has in their own careers? But certainly in the ED, where everybody copes with and experiences even things like death a little bit differently. Sure, and I talk a lot about that um, in my presentation, so I don't want to give too much away, but um, I saw my first three deaths as a nurse in my first week of orientation in ED. And so that was really the path that paved how I feel about death now and how far I've come in kind of dealing with that. Okay. And being part of the, the education planning committee, having a chance to see the different uh, ideas about resuscitation coming together. How fun was that for you, especially as an educator, to get to help plot out, you know, the, the variety of topics here, but also to look into those presentations and get a sense of really what others are thinking about on a topic like this? So much fun. ENA has so many amazing members that have so much to offer to the community. It's so great to be able to, you know, read through their abstracts and, you know, see what the abstract looks like at the end when the presentation kindly comes to fruition. So, I'm really excited about the all of the content that's going to be um, presented on this day. And uh, obviously, it's hard to, to pick when you had a hand in, in looking at all these things. But um, you know, knowing there's a little bit of variety there with the topics, uh, anything that you're interested in, in checking out, you know, yeah, you've seen the abstracts, but yeah, you know, on November 5th, is there a presentation outside of other than yours that you're looking forward to uh, to hearing what one of those other members and one of your peers is going to be talking about? There's one that's gonna talk specifically about communication and I'm so excited about that because I've seen some really good resuscitations, really great communications and some that maybe have a lot of areas for improvement. So I'm really looking forward to how they're gonna talk about the best ways to communicate with each other. So that's, that's a great question. Let me, let me pose that to you. What in your experience have you seen as being um, a sign of a good, you know, good communication in that, you know, in that situation? You know, and, and what are some things that maybe you've taken away from, you know, those good experiences in communication that, um, you know, maybe not every nurse has seen or maybe they've been through some different experiences that uh, it's hard to judge the good versus the bad because, as you mentioned earlier, sometimes this is just the way we do it and people don't think about whether that's the best way or not. But what are some things that, um, you know, that you consider to be good communication when it comes to resuscitation? as little communication as possible, like making sure everybody's on the same page. So, you know, watching those medical dramas where everything's happening at the same time and there's so much noise, turns out that's not the best um, scenario. You know, if everybody's calm and everybody's got everything under control, they know their exact duties that they need to do, they know their role, uh, and they know how to speak to each other in a calm way, really changes the environment um, for that resuscitation. So you're here to also dispel the myth that what we see on TV and medical dramas isn't necessarily accurate to what happens in reality. I'm, uh, this is this is groundbreaking, groundbreaking a little bit, but um, no, I, I think your point is well taken. That um, you know everybody has seen different things and maybe get some preconceived notions and maybe even worked in some places where it's been a bit more chaotic. Uh, how much? How important is role clarity to helping? 
set it up for, for having good communication and minimizing some of that noise that you kind of described that you see in, you know, in, in the fictional uh, depictions of what goes on in, in a resuscitation or in a medical situation like that? Really important. You know, if um, patient's about to roll in and it's nights and all I've got is myself, another nurse, a doc and a tech, we better know what we're doing. So it's important to say, okay, you're going to do the hands-on stuff. You're going to do the assessment with the doc or yes, that's your role to pull up meds and to do meds. Cause otherwise next thing you know, two nurses are both at the medication dispensing system trying to do the same exact thing. And now you've wasted a bunch of time. So uh, my last question for you here is, is sort of just in the big picture. Um, when, when we talk about, you know, you've talked about the importance of education and, and understanding the different nuance when it comes to the skill development and education and trending, you know, trending information and imp the importance of that. When you think about um, what you've seen both as a nurse and as an educator, you know, what are, are there, there's some misconceptions that, that exist about resuscitation that maybe leads to a little bit of that anxiety that newer nurses have, or um, maybe lead to some of those other issues such as communication that maybe don't make a resuscitation go as, um, you know, as smoothly as it could. I mean, what, what's floating around out there that maybe is a barrier uh, beyond communication that maybe, you know, just gives some apprehension to nurses. Um, experience, I think, you know, a lot of times nurses uh, are nervous to go into these resuscitation situations if they don't feel like they have the experience that they need. And sometimes that might be true, but it's also important that we remember that our newer nurses have a lot more to offer to us sometimes than we really realize. Maybe they're the ones that's going to be much better at documenting within our computer-based charting system because they're just used to that. Um, so, you know, using your team and making sure everybody's using their best skills and their best resources in that team together. Well, I think that's a great point to uh, to wrap things up here when we're talking about what uh, EN20X Encore Day resuscitation is going to be about. It's really offering a lot of different perspectives and really giving an opportunity for people to, um, you know, who attend to listen to some different angles on, you know, such an important issue, but, um, you know, to also get some of that perspective from presenters such as Rachel, who will be able to talk, uh, you know, about communication, but also some of, about their own experiences uh, throughout, you know, from start to finish and what you go through when it comes to resuscitation. So, uh, Rachel Smith, I appreciate you taking some time to help us uh, preview EN20X uh, Encore Day uh, resuscitation coming up on November 5th. Absolutely. Thank you so much. So before we wrap up here on this episode of the ENA podcast, a couple other things to think about when you're planning your EN20X Encore Day on November 5th. Uh, there will be some uh, uh, remote rooms with live networking, so you have a chance to talk through different aspects of resuscitation with your peers. So uh, again, since you can you know, basically view your sessions on demand throughout the day, you can also jump over to the remote room uh, for the majority of the day to talk a little bit about different resuscita resuscitation topics with your peers. And then from three to four o'clock central time, uh, we're going to have an, a presenter open house. So uh, we're, we're looking to have, you know, uh, people stream in and out of there a little bit and, and have a chance to, uh, to uh, engage a little bit with some of the, the presenters who will be uh, a part of EN20X Encore Day coming up on November 5th. So with all that, uh, once again, a thank you to Rachel Smith for being a part of the podcast today. And we hope that you'll join us for EN20X Encore Day on November 5th. Until next time, this is Dan Campana. Thank you for listening to the ENA podcast. <laughs>